Alrighty, there we go. This is Unanimous Indecision. I'm Joshua Troop, and we are back with a good one. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get around to seeing old. It is still on my list, so hopefully I'll be able to get it in the next couple weeks. Um, I'll get around to it. Although, I did manage to see Snake Eyes. Um, yeah, there's just no convenient times, I guess. Um, but I got around to seeing Snake Eyes, and uh, so I will be talking about that today, as well as afterwards, the kind of format of the show, do, do a movie review or one or two, and then get into uh, the, the this past week's movie news. So uh, for those of you that are first-time listeners, just want to remind you there are many ways you can find us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Also, you can join us live on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision where you can hop into the comments section and the chat and you can share your thoughts and theories about whatever it is that we're talking about. Uh, but today is snake eyes, uh, a GI Joe story. I, I forget what they call it. Uh, <laughs> a GI Joe origin story. Um, yeah, uh, so following Snake Eyes, um, I don't know too much about G.I. Joe lore in general, but uh, Snake Eyes I always thought was a really cool character, and uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I know there's a lot of other people out there that uh, maybe you've been seeing over the internet that didn't enjoy it, but I thought it was really well put together. Um, it wasn't necessarily incredible. It was a little weird. It... The, the part that got me, I think, is that everything ended up being kind of the same thing. That Like, there were so many betrayals and different, different teammates. Like, they were fighting Cobra, or Cobra was responsible for his dad's death, but then he ended up fighting with Cobra against uh, the... Uh, yakuza i guess which is who he was working for and he was a double agent and then shadow in anger with his own family joins cobra and, and so like that aspect's a little weird but otherwise i thought the fight scenes were cool and uh it's an enjoyable movie um i liked all the acting in it uh i and there were times where i actually liked shadow storm better than snake eyes but i thought their relationship was really cool um and how quickly they they went from brothers to enemies right at the end um but yeah like it's it's kind of sad um and it totally all was snake eyes fault and like that i enjoyed the story maybe it's not like accurate with everyone's head canon of what it should be but uh but yeah it was really interesting to see like your hero just totally on the wrong side of things for the most of the movie um due to personal issues and then uh when he finally realizes oh maybe that was a mistake he immediately he tries to rectify it um but it was the other characters like slowly catch on and shadow storms even like hey um I'll fight with you now, but at the end of this, I'm not going to be too thrilled. And then he came back around and he, he was just happy to have his brother back until his, his, he did. He hasn't let go of his ego 
um, and he believes it's his right to rule his family. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I think it's a well put together movie. It's very interesting. Um, the GI Joe connections are very um, at the forefront of this movie. Um, they, there's a lot of things teased and uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, I forget what that character's name is now. Um, but I, I think the, the female character, I think she's the one getting a show or something. Now, I don't know if it's going to be the same actress. Maybe it's a different character. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, there's supposed to be some other GI Joe product in the works. And then, um, but I'm trying to think what else, I mean, it was a fun action movie, so there's, there wasn't a ton of details, but I just like the sword fighting, a uh, good samurai movie. Here's what I will say though, is that, and this is the part that other than it was kind of confusing, why people would fight with each other uh other than that aspect to to talk another negative point on it um was uh, i totally just lost my train of thought but uh the i'll get there eventually oh kind of from the beginning not the very beginning but kind of from the beginning he's like always a pretty good fighter like a very good fighter like he's holding his own against the yakuza like yes i guess the plan in general was that like the yakuza would let them get away so maybe they're not trying their hardest and so they let him win okay fair so then maybe he isn't as strong but when he's uh being trained by the by shadow storm's family because i'm going to mispronounce it when he's being trained by Shadow's family, he he doesn't ever really get trained in like fighting. You know, it, it's a lot of mental training for sure, and like the stuff that they're training him is all is all very well and good. Uh, you know, honesty and diplomacy and stuff like that. But like, what about the fighting skills? What about making him an elite warrior? you know <laughs> but he kind of just already is and it started to make me think that like maybe in the gi joe verse they're not as elite as i expected them to be and they're just like the people chosen for a job kind of thing uh but like it feels like they're elite they carry themselves like they're elite but at the end of the day they didn't receive any special training I mean, they're the 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 trials are all mental. There's no physical, minimal physical aspect to it. And um, so, like, how how good of fighters are they actually? You know, um, because I don't know. I just expected them to be trained for much longer. Like, they're just like, oh. Snake Eyes is here. Well, we, in order to initiate him, he's got to go through the three trials. And it's like, well, how about you train him for like a week or two? Um, you know, the karate kid had a whole school year or whatever, or six months till the tournament. 
Uh, so like, yeah, give it a little bit of time rather than just the three trials right out of the gate all within the week or whatever. Uh, so that, that aspect was a little weird. Um, kind of felt a little bit similar to Milan in that aspect where like, uh, specifically the new live action Mulan where right out of the movie's beginning, she's, she's a great fighter, you know, like, and it's like, well, isn't the whole purpose of an origins movie, kind of the journey, the, the learning, the lessons that this person used to be weak and now they're strong. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of movies I think going on lately that just they they go for just the emotional story and still want a physical conflict. And I think that's kind of weird when you remove the physical story to it. Um, like the emotional story is great and the emotional story I think is required. But the emotional story should be your baseline. Like that should be a given. It, there shouldn't be a question about whether you're going to have the emotional story or not. And the, all the movies, of course, have the emotional story. But the thing is, then you decide to resolve them like most action movies do um, with with a fight, with a physical conflict. And if sometimes if you remove some of that uh, buildup physically, uh the emotional resolution is hindered by the lack of physical reg resolution. Um, just a little bit. I don't know. That's just the way I feel, but uh, I still enjoyed the movie. Uh, there are a lot of things like that though, that I was just sitting there watching and I was like, Hmm, this is weird. This is a little weird. Uh, the other thing is uh, GI Joe. I didn't know magic actually existed in the GI Joe verse. But like they have a stone from the sun god or whatever, and it actually works and grants power. And so I was like, what the heck? Where where is this coming from? I, I thought G.I. Joe were just supposed to be like military heroes kind of thing against uh what is their name? Sai Sai I totally just lost it. Uh, <laughs> by just military heroes against like the worst terrorists around trying to destroy the world or world domination. Um, so Cobra. Yeah. I, I just don't know. Um, uh, I, I mean, obviously I never watched the TV show, so maybe magic did have a big place there, but, uh, Yeah. I mean, I, it was fun. It was a fun action movie, fun Sunday movie for me. Uh, but nothing like too special, definitely flawed movie, but still, I think worth, worth a watch. Uh, moving on to movie news, because if you haven't noticed, it's just me and it probably will just be me on these Wednesday shows for a while, uh, which is okay. I mean, people are busy. And that's no problem. Um, just gives me a, more of a chance to talk to myself, which I love doing, of course. Um, or you could join me and keep me company by joining the chat at twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision, uh, which 
kind of transitions me into just before I jump into the news, uh, I want to remind everyone to rate, review, subscribe, follow wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It really helps grow the podcast. It helps the algorithms and all those platforms uh, suggest the podcast to other people uh, as well as uh, better suggest even to you what, what you might be interested in uh, as further suggestions. But um, so because we want to grow the community, you know, um, also follow on twitch.tv slash unanimous indecision. I can't say it enough times, but I will try. Also like the Facebook page, join the Facebook group and you too can be notified every time there's a new episode of unanimous indecision. Additionally, we do two shows here. We used to do three for a short time while Loki was running. Loki has finished. Um, I probably should stop talking about it since it's been two weeks since it finished. But uh, Loki is finished, so we only do two shows right now. We do our weekly show Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, movie review, movie news. That's what we're go what's going on right now. And then Saturday noon Eastern Time, Bad Batch Reviews. There's only three episodes left where we'll find out where this show ends, how, how, what goes down with, uh, yeah, with that. So that should be a fun one to discuss. Um, it, it always is every week. So let's jump into the movie news. We had two really big trailers drop. Um, both movies I'm very excited for. The first one is Dune. Dune dropped a, I think this is the second trailer. And this trailer is awesome. It's awesome. It got me super excited. If I think if I wasn't excited before, I would have been now. Um, it was an awesome trailer. I love it. Uh, my major comments around this trailer um, is I've never read the book, but talking to people who have read the book, they talk about how it was written on so much about philosophy and, and it was so like high level thinking that it's such a hard read. And so it, it's sometimes very difficult to throw that just into a two hour movie or even a six hour trilogy. Um, especially when it, they're also action movies. Sometimes they just turn into action movies. And that's very much the way this trailer feels. This is the action movie trailer. Um, there's a lot of explosions, a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of high action set pieces. But the stuff that I personally really liked, in addition to all that, I mean, it all looks good. But uh, I love at the beginning, Oscar Isaac plays Paul's father, uh, the leader of house atreides i think uh <laughs> i forget all the words yeah so house atreides gets tasked by the king by the emperor to uh go take charge of arrakis and how oscar isaac's words in those scenes that it, it's so powerful and i'm like wow that's the kind of meaning i want out of this movie is it, those words where he's like house or tradies will answer the call and like man that's taking itself so seriously it's awesome uh i love it when fantasy takes itself seriously um i think lord of the rings did it masterfully um uh, 
And so th this looks good. Uh, I'm excited for it. I don't know too much about the Dune story. Um, I watched the trilogy five years ago, and I'll probably watch the David Lynch version that everyone says is like the worst version of it, but they all, the trilogy is not much better. So, um, so I will have to check out that one also, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for this. It's got a lot of big names attached, of course, which should make it good. The other trailer that dropped is Ghostbusters Afterlife, and this trailer just feels good. I don't know. It's about Spangler's grandchildren basically discovering the Ecto-1 uh, car, discovering the ghost trap, the, the ghosts infecting their home their new home in this town and basically they got to learn everything and they even call uh dan Aykroyd's character it looks like but uh they uh they they've got to figure it out and so it, it seems very cool and the ghosts and i just really like the the sound and the uh the look of the movie uh it just looks good and feels good feels very much like the original two movies and um i even after i finished watching the trailer I went back to the 2016 trailer i never saw that movie but i could tell it didn't look great um and i started looking at it and i was like hmm wow this trailer wasn't that bad and i was watching it and like the first half of it feels like a ghostbusters movie the second half of it is probably the reason I didn't go to watch that Ghostbusters movie because it doesn't feel like a Ghostbusters <laughs> movie. It it quickly turns in. I mean, it's got a lot of SNL personalities in it, and it kind of turns into an SNL sketch feeling, uh, which aren't necessarily the highest of budgets. And so they, yeah, I don't know. It just feels weird. It's like too intense you know <laughs> like and, and i don't mean intense in like like the first two ghost ghostbusters movies they are intense and they take themselves pretty seriously but there's a lot of dry humor in it but like this they're just like yelling at you. i don't know i i mean i i think i'm complaining about the wrong things i don't know there's just like a look to it that it looks different and yes wow they updated it yeah the filming it is going to look different than 1980s and don't get me wrong the new trailer looks different also but it's such a at least the way the trailer feels it's a slow burn it's a slow burn throughout the trailer whereas the 2016 trailer it's pretty heavy in a lot of spots of like wow look at these hundreds of ghosts <laughs> um that are all lit up like neon light bulbs. And so I don't know, it's just uh just okay, you know. Uh but yeah, I, I'm excited for the new one. Uh I mean I think it's being directed by the son of the original director, uh, which I think is cool. But then uh, I was even watching this thing where he was talking about the trailer and he, he was talking a lot about how there were even like specific shots that they really wanted to mimic the original 1984 version. And I was like, it's those kinds of things, that, that attention to detail 
that you know makes things feel the same um and so we'll have to see if it's any good i'm hopeful uh, it's got paul rudden in who doesn't like paul rudd so should be good uh moving on to our kind of news article stuff uh batgirl the movie um i don't know who's directing it i don't know if they've said uh, oh that's right the bad boys for life filmmakers are directing batgirl uh and they are from yeah yeah, yeah. so they are using a script by Christina Hodson, who wrote Birds of Prey and the upcoming Flash movie. Man, hopefully that's good. Otherwise, I will not be looking forward to Batgirl if there's two whiffs. But uh, but yeah, so Batgirl casts the In the Heights star Leslie Grace uh, to portray the, the role of Batgirl. So that should be exciting. Um. We're slowly getting a bunch of people cast, you know, uh, in, in these DC movies. There's a lot of stuff going on on that side of things. Um, but she will be playing Barbara Gordon, uh, I think. Although then it goes on to talk about Betty Kane, which is a different version of it. I think it's going to be the Barbara Gordon version. That that's the way I'd lean to believe. Uh, that that's the more popular version, the most known version nowadays. Uh, so I think it will be the Barbara Gordon version. But it's cool that that role has finally been cast. Nice to see movement on some of DC's peripheral projects. Uh, kind of some controversial stuff. Not really, but the original Space Jam director slams the new film it's not space jam michael jordan is space jam that's what he said um yeah he had some not so positive things to say about the new space jam movie uh i reviewed it l last week um and said some not so positive things about it um but uh he he was he was very upset um going off of his quotes and some of these quotes are from before the movie came out. So I don't, I don't know how fair it is, but uh, back in 2016, it's ridiculous to try and make a different movie out of it. Um, but now that he has seen it, um, he said the insignificant soundtrack, that's how he described it. Bugs Bunny looked like one of those fluffy dolls you buy at an airport gift shop to bring to your kid when your business trip has taken too long. Do you know what I think is funny? I think it's actually comical that on one hand, so what's the general vibe around cartoons? And, and I'm not talking anime. I'm specifically talking cartoons, American art style cartoons. Everyone always looks at them and says they're for children, right? And, and that's why a lot of people make the distinction between cartoons, adult cartoons, and anime, right? Because it's not just cartoons. It's not just for children. You, you, have, to, you have to distinguish it. The problem is that I, I think is very humorous and fun to watch over this past, I'll say decade, maybe it's less than that, is that as we get like the live action Disney movies, uh, 
Um, we got live action Detective Pikachu. We get live action uh, Looney Tunes in some ways. <laughs> um, the fact that they they do that new art style. Um, obviously, they're still computer generated, but they're more like I don't even want to say three D cartoon, but um, realistic looking. Um, where like their their hair is actually hair rather than it's just shaded color. Um, and so I think that's really funny because, because on one side, so what did I just name? I named a bunch of kids things, Disney movies, Looney Tunes, uh, Pokemon on average, a kid's thing. Um, obviously it's not, there's the games are very fun to play, but I don't know how many adults are still watching the cartoons. <laughs> Um, and so a lot of kids things now moving into, uh, kind of a photorealism live action look to these fictional characters. So that was the kids stuff becoming live action. While on the flip side, we have gotten so many more adult cartoons, specifically cartoons. I mean, we get Rick and Morty, we got invincible, we got. Um, what was that? Um, what's that show on Netflix with the hormones? Um, I forget what it's called. John Mulaney's show. Um, I'm losing it, but yeah. So like on one side, we're seeing cartoons, you know, these things for children, uh, being made into live action things and whatnot. And then on the flip side, you're seeing these um, very adult concepts becoming cartoons and having that be their medium of choice. And I'm like, I don't know. That's that's a weird reversal to me. You know, that is a weird reversal. Uh, and going to his comment about like, looks like a fluffy doll. You buy it at an airport gift shop. Because like, yeah, the kid, the kids, I think, want the cartoon. I, I don't know if I would want the live action Simba, the live action Bugs Bunny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird watching them do the, the classical cartoon stuff as 3D animated, realistic looking cartoons, you know, uh, computer generated characters. <laughs> Um, so, uh, continuing this article, um, uh, he, uh, apparently the director of the Space Jam sequel was actually approached by Dwight Howard, um, and to helm the sequel, but he turned it down due to his belief that a new film wouldn't work without the unprecedented global reach and appeal of the original productions, minimal viable product, right? That's what it's saying or MVP. Are we actually talking about Michael Jordan? And then, so I guess <laughs> this is, this is kind of a funny article. So the new director wouldn't direct Space Jam 2 with Dwight Howard, but obviously he did with LeBron James. 
and then later uh the original director says i've worked with three people that have this magical quality that they affect no matter what um they see them and some light goes on michael jordan michael jackson and madonna all three have this quality where people connect immediately without understanding anything about them and nobody else has that quality lebron is a fantastic basketball player he's a top 20 basketball player of all time he is not michael maybe they should call it something else they should not call it space jam 2 or whatever it should be another movie it's not space jam space jam is michael jordan he kind of gets a little ranty towards the end no matter how much LeBron wants to be a great player, and he is a great player, he's not Michael Jordan. There will never be another Michael Jordan. So, obviously, I don't have that big of an opinion about who's the better basketball player, my, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. But I think it's kind of funny that in both Space Jam directors' eyes, the the reasoning for this whole film is top tier basketball star and i never felt that way when i watched space jam i was too young to even know who michael jordan was i wasn't watching space jam for michael jordan i didn't know who he was when i watched space jam uh <laughs> obviously yes nowadays i know who he is he's a larger than life guy great basketball player but when I first watched Space Jam, I had no idea who it was. And that did diminish my positive memories about the film. That didn't diminish how I enjoyed the film. It was just a basketball movie to me. I liked it. I loved it. It was fun. It had my favorite cartoons in it. That's what I was watching it for, you know? Um, but it's funny that both of these directors have this idea that Space Jam is just the basketball star, right? Um, it sounds to me like the original director's like, the only way you should make this movie is with Michael Jordan. The only Space Jam that can exist is with Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time. And then uh, the, the new Space Jam director comes in and says, oh, I won't direct it with Dwight Howard because he's not the best basketball player of all time. But do you know who is the best basketball player of all time? LeBron James. It's like they're having the argument that everyone else in the world is having, uh, just making movies about it several decades apart. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I just think uh, it's kind of funny. He even admits to saying that he has um, an inherent bias because he made his Space Jam movie, which he knows isn't perfect, but... Obviously, he likes his own. I mean, you're you either love your own work or hate your own work, kind of thing. Um, so, uh, but yeah, he even said that like he never wanted them to make this movie. So, hence the negative animosity now that it has been made. But but yeah, I just think it's funny that both both movies, uh, both directors, sorry look at the space jam ip as just big basketball player you know <laughs> and, and not even big basketball player best basketball player because uh the new director wouldn't make it with dwight howard and uh the old director would never make a sequel without michael jordan you know um <laughs> so i don't know i just think that's kind of funny because like as a kid 
you know, again, going to the idea that cartoons are for kids. Uh, I didn't care who was playing basketball with the Looney Tunes. I just wanted to watch the Looney Tunes, you know. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Um, yeah, I don't want to repeat myself on that one again. I, it's just <laughs> not how I, not my view of Space Jam, but that's okay. Uh, speaking of Michael Jordan, and I'm not talking about Michael Jordan. I'm actually talking about Michael B. Jordan. Um, as we found out months ago that Michael B. Jordan would be uh, the next Superman in some way, shape, or form, uh, we have found out that... Uh, let's see, where is this? Superman has been in limbo since Henry Cavill stopped getting offers to play the character, but news broke that Michael B. Jordan is developing a project for HBO Max that will focus on the character named Val Zod, a character from the multiverse of Earth 2. You know, the DC multiverse, it all is fun, and they all have numbered universes. I mean, Marvel does too, but uh, from Earth 2, who assumed the mantle of Superman after his Kal El, which is a Superman we know, Clark Kent, um, was killed during an invasion by Darkseid. Um, and people have started creating some fan art, but yeah, it's basically parallel earth, um, with alternate stories containing beloved characters or slightly different versions of characters, um, which we all know Marvel is kind of jumping into with their multiverse. Um, and I mean, if it is a different universe, maybe the flash, Flashpoint will tie into this in some way if it is connected. Obviously, that story's already been written, so I don't know if they have time to pinch in Michael B. Jordan into that. Um, but they are even talking about what if the Supergirl that's in that movie, the Kara Zor-El, uh, what if she's from Earth 2 in Flashpoint? Like That could be really interesting. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, that's cool, uh, to develop some of these lesser known characters, I think. Um, yeah, sounds good. I think this is a series for HBO max. Um, but yeah, more Superman stuff. Superman's cool. I remember there was, there was a big debate for a while. I think it was... It was before Man of Steel was made, and then it came back after Batman v Superman. That people said people would go on to saying that you couldn't make a Superman movie today. People would say that because it's too hopeful. It's too hopeful. He's too much of a Boy Scout. And then Zack Snyder made a Superman that wasn't so hopeful, but was still a Boy Scout, or at least tried to be. Um, tried his hardest to be just and he's constantly pushed in ways where he maybe couldn't be but uh and that's why i like those movies but uh but yeah cool to see more superman things happening i i still hope that they also bring henry cavill back in addition to this michael b jordan stuff um because 
I don't know. Henry Cavill Superman's awesome. So, yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about children's cartoons becoming live action. Uh, Pokemon live action series in early development at Netflix from Lucifer, the TV shows, Joe Henderson. Apparently there's a new Pokemon series in early development at Netflix that will be live action akin to Detective Pikachu is what it says. Um, I thought there was supposed to be a sequel to Detective Pikachu starring Ryan Reynolds and Justice Smith. But uh, yeah, Netflix has made its home to a lot of the Pokemon series, including Pokemon Indigo League and Pokemon Journeys, amongst others. Um, they're also making a strong push into anime, so uh, this will just be more of that. Uh, Live-action Pokemon. I mean, Detective Pikachu turned out to be really good. And so, yeah, maybe maybe these turn out to be good as well, or at least enjoyable for the kids. Um, I think they should just be making Pokemon shows as cheap as possible because people are going to watch them and whatnot. Like, <laughs> been around forever, but... Like, whichever medium's cheap. Like, I'm not saying cheap in the story, just, like, whichever medium's cheaper. I don't know which. I suppose live action and... Well, but it's still computer-generated. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, on the flip side of that, though, while a children's cartoon is being made more live action, as I was talking about, an adult cartoon, um, Invincible, the superhero show from Amazon... That was very hardcore and shocked a lot of people and everyone really liked. Um, yeah, Invincible having now been adapted into an excellent animated series for Amazon Prime. Uh, writer and creator Robert Kirkman has confirmed that a live action project is still being pursued. I'd be curious about if this one will succeed because... So, like, children's cartoon to live action, I guess, can work because there's, like, the nostalgia factor. But adult cartoon, I don't know how many... No, I guess there is still... The thing is, it's too new. It's too new. You just introduced it as an animated thing, and now you're going to make a live action thing. It's too new. I think it'll be weird. Um, I haven't watched Invincible, but I've had some people recommend it to me. Um, I know it's just brutal and bloody... So I've been hesitating on my dark superhero shows, uh, especially since a lot of the mainstream superhero stuff have gotten a little darker. And I'm not just talking about the Snyderverse because that's dark, but it's of such a high quality, I think, that uh, I still really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I'm always hit or miss with like dark superhero shows. Like I like moments of darkness, but if if we... If it becomes a whole genre, <laughs> if that's the whole purpose of the medium, then uh, I'm not always there for it. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see how this one is or if it even happens. But uh, but yeah, they uh, it's weird that it's both on Amazon, Invincible and The Boys, these two hardcore, brutal superhero shows you know uh, 
but are these the people they want to make into the live action or are these the people i don't know those might be the people that are part of the animated show um but yeah i mean like i i don't know how well like like spongebob That's a bad example because I don't know how the semi-live action Spongebob movie did. But it didn't look good in my opinion. <laughs> uh, kids cartoon going live action I think can work. I don't know if adult cartoon going live action can work. Um, it also just had Jupiter Legacy which flopped. And so... I don't know, but maybe it was beloved enough on Amazon that it will work. Uh, I'll have to check it out sometime. Uh, coming up on our last few stories, uh, Die Hard 6, which actually isn't Die Hard 6 at all, it's more like Die Hard 0, is a prequel that was conceived. Um, if you didn't know, Die Hard is a Fox property. Obviously, Disney now owns Fox and is part of the merger, or not as part of the merger, but following the merger, uh, that prequel has been abandoned. And I know someone that's celebrating, and it has nothing to do with the project. <laughs> it has only something to do with the title. Um, my good buddy Ian, he is celebrating because this movie was going to be called Just McLean which is sucks. That name sucks. Die Hard is a great name. And they were going to call the prequel just McLean. That name sucks. And it goes to that single name title character naming convention, which is awful, but it seems to be plaguing. I don't know the last decade. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was, so what they, they said they were going to do is kind of like a Godfather. Originally they were going to do a bit like Godfather part two. The interesting idea was it was going to allow you the ability to meet the young John McClane and use Bruce. So I guess you'd see kind of two different stories, um, with, uh, a, a true Die Hard 6, but then also the prequel half of, of it. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that project's been canceled. That's a little bit unfortunate um, just because I think Die Hard's a fun film franchise. Um, although I don't know how good they really have been since Die Hard three i'm trying to remember what they all were die hard one was so good though um that it doesn't really matter what else happened after it uh but the other ones i think are fun i, I like the the following ones just watch john mcclain have a few laughs it'll be fun you know um meanwhile the predator movie i didn't even know there was a new predator movie being worked on maybe i did i just forgot by dan trachtenberg um 
but uh let's see they released some details about this new predator film um it will be titled just skull again a one-word title but at least it's not a name so um skull uh it will be an origin story about the predator's first journey to this planet when they say this planet are they talking about earth or i don't know (laughs) um the film will boast a female hero which i always think is interesting uh that's what it says i'm reading that uh um but I don't know. That's just a weird way to word it, in my opinion. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with female heroes. What What do you mean, which I always think is interesting? Ripley is one of the greatest female heroes of all time, and it's literally in this genre. <laughs> like, it's in this franchise, the Alien Predator universe. You know, like, <laughs> it's not interesting. It's just, okay, cool. Who do you have in mind for it? That's what I'm curious about. Um. It, uh, let's see, it goes back to what made the original Predator movie work. It's the ingenuity of a human being who won't give up, who's able to observe and interpret, basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force, which I think is what everybody likes about Predator. So I think you capture that pretty well in that sense. It actually has more akin to The Revenant, um, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he has to fight a bear. (laughs) Um, than it does to any film in the Predator canon, hopefully except for the original. But you'll know what I mean once you see it. Uh, You can use your imagination. It's still really early on. He's got... Yeah. But yeah, so new Predator movie... Uh, <laughs> gosh, that other Predator movie was so bad, though. Is this the guy who directed the other Predator movie, Dan Trachtenberg? Because that Predator movie was bad. Um, I gotta look this up. Trachtenberg. Uh, director. He only has eight credits as a director. I guess he wasn't the director of the other one. Maybe he was a producer. No, I don't know. Maybe it's someone else. They they were talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, new Predator movie. I think that could be cool since the last one was kind of a pretty big whiff. Um. And so, well, more Predator movies, more Alien movies. I'm happy with it. There's supposed to be that Alien series, I think, on Hulu at some time. From Ridley Scott, I believe. So I got to look up when that comes out. Um, Because I'm excited for that also. I wish it wasn't a series, though. Just keep it a movie. Like, don't don't draw this conflict out. Don't don't draw this stuff out. I feel like it's just going to be a 10-hour movie rather than a two-hour movie. Uh, But yeah, it's cool. I mean, anytime... Like, I don't need... I don't need 
my sequels to be prequels, but it's nice when they talk about the original movies. Um, talking about like Ghostbusters and then also Predator. It's nice when people are making ad additions to a franchise that they talk so respectfully about the original material um, that made it popular IP in the first place, you know? Um, and it doesn't always have to just be returned to form. It doesn't have to be a rehash of the original, but it, it's just nice to remember where you came from, you know? Uh, so last but not least, potentially the biggest news. Always got to end with something super nerdy. Um, I don't know if this is confirmed. I think it's still a rumor, but the lead actress of Ahsoka playing Ahsoka, you know, the one word titled show, uh, Rosaria Dawson, um, who portrayed the character in the Mandalorian is obviously portraying the character in her solo spinoff TV show uh, and was shown in Ahsoka was shown in Clone Wars and Rebels. And so a lot, a lot of character history for this character, but uh, she's supposed to be hunting down Thrawn. And like we've been speculating with, if you're going to hunt down Thrawn, you're also actively searching for your your friend Ezra, because Ezra and Thrawn at the end of Rebels went missing together. Um, Ezra kind of just teleported them out into the vastness of space. Uh, so, um, apparently Rosario Dawson, um, encouraged the rumor. <laughs> Uh, maybe even endorsed the rumor, but I, I guess it's still maybe not totally confirmed that Mina Masood and I think Masoud Masood, I don't know how it's said, and I apologize. And Lars Mikkelsen um, will be joining the cast of Ahsoka as Ezra Bridger, that Jedi in training from Rebels and eventual Jedi Knight. Um, as well as Lars Mikkelsen playing uh, Thrawn, which I think is very exciting. He's the person that voiced Thrawn on Rebels. Uh, so it should just be great to see him painted blue. He's also got that imposing stature like his brother, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Got the cheekbones for it, of course, because um, Thrawn is just, Thrawn's an intimidating guy. Um, so th this should be good. Uh, I think this series will pan out to be, uh, I, I mean, I I've said it that I think in some ways, Dave Filoni, uh, is kind of creating now. I know the Mandalorian, I guess is technically John Favreau's work. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know who gets ownership of it. There's a lot of people that work on projects. Both of them work on the Mandalorian, but like Dave, Dave Filoni's hand has kind of, he's kind of created this like miniature side universe. Um, that's still at the very forefront of star Wars and whatnot, but like the interconnectedness of clone wars and then to bad batch and rebels and Mandalorian Ahsoka uh, I'm sure Rangers of the New Republic would have been. 
the book of Boba Fett. I'm missing a show. I think maybe not. No, there's yeah. I don't think I'm, um, the interconnected of this. I, I, I was always saying that like the Mandalorian kind of feels like it's, it's now going to be this continuation show, the Mandalorian arcs from clone wars from rebels and the Ahsoka side of things. Uh, she's kind of continuing the, the, the Jedi arcs, the, the Thrawn arc, the Ezra arc, and that, that were brought up in the clone wars and rebels. And, and so it's cool to see those stories just continuing in other projects. Um, and I think it's really fun. Um, there's another example of animated becoming live action, you know, <laughs> but I think star Wars has done a pretty good job of it so far. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I probably could have cared. No, I shouldn't say I could care less, but, <laughs> uh, I'm excited that they finally have these characters cast so that we know, even if it's not these people, but if it's someone similar, um, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be fun. Because uh, both really great characters. Um, Ezra turned into a great character. Uh, it, was, it was a little slow getting there. but uh, And then Thrawn just imposing and intimidating as ever. Um, could prove to be quite a formidable threat separate from uh darth sidious or perhaps still working for him since darth sidious is behind everything uh that is the last article i have for this week um and so i am going to go ahead and wrap up the show here next week's movies are not there let me pull it up Oh man, I don't know if I'm going to get to see old. So I know Jungle Cruise comes out this week. So, so I'll try to see that. I also think, and I have to double check this. Ooh, I really want to see that movie. Um, what the heck? Uh, I guess we have one more article, and it's about a movie that I want to see. Uh, the Green Knight, uh, an Arthurian legend, has been pulled from theaters in the United Kingdom just ahead of its debut. Um, it would have been released on May 29, 2020, but was pushed back due to the pandemic. It's finally set out to come out on July 30th in the United States. People in the United Kingdom, the plan for Green Knight to come out on August 6th has been scrapped. It's been removed completely from the United Kingdom's theatrical slot in response to the country's current coronavirus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if that's, that's what they need to do, that's what they need to do. That's, that's fine. I, I thought it was something about the movie in general. I was like, man, you don't want to see like uh, an English folktale <laughs> removed from from England, you know, like that, that doesn't bode well. Um, but yeah, so the green Knight, I definitely really want to check out. Um, hopefully I'll be able to see it or maybe it'll just stack up with old and just be another movie I miss and be sad about. 
but hopefully, let me write this down so I don't forget. Green Knight. Oh, man. And the following week, shoot, I don't know when I'm going to see old. Um, the following week is exciting, and I'll just bring it up now. Uh, because the Suicide Squad is coming out, we're very close to its release date. Uh, one like full week away. Uh, and which means I said I would do it, so I will rewatch the 2017 Suicide Squad. I will go back and rewatch that movie. I'm not a fan, but maybe I'm wrong. It's my chance to change my mind, you know. Got to rewatch it to change my mind. Um, so that'll be a fun week with the double suicide squad feature. Uh, otherwise, Jungle Cruise, Green Knight plans for next week. Maybe old. I, I doubt I'll be able to see three movies, though. Uh, so, so I'll shoot for two. Um, and we'll see how things go. But I'm going to wrap up here. Don't forget to tune in Saturday noon Eastern time for the Bad Batch episode 14 and next Wednesday, Jungle Cruise, Green Knight, potentially uh, Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Next Wednesday, of course, not today. I'm Josh Troop, Disney Name and Decision. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>